Сегодня или нет, но это слово ты знаешь еще за школы. Эксклюзивное радио на английском языке в Москве. На частоте 105.3. На сайте capitalfm.moscow. В умных колонках. Алиса, включи радио Capital FM. Хорошо. Радио Capital FM. А также прямая трансляция из открытой студии в Москва-Сити на нашей странице ВКонтакте. Слушай, как хочешь. Слушай, где хочешь. Слушай. Capital FM Moscow. It is truly awful autumn weather outside, though walking in the rain is very romantic when you're with your loved one. Or if you are having fun with your kids, but it's not that nice when a big, big bus hits a puddle and soaks you. Yeah, that's what happened to me today. So the second thing that happened that was really kind of weird was that I locked myself out of the studio. There you go. So it's a lot of fun. And then finally, the headphones just gave up working right as we're going on air. So uh, I'm Alan Moore. And I'm going to stop complaining now because we're going to have a great time this evening. Yes, this is the best time you're going to have on a Sunday evening with your clothes on or even off. Doesn't make a difference. Wherever you are, listen to us, you will enjoy. So this is Capital Sports of Moscow's Capital FM. And folks, we have an absolutely banging show lined up for you guys. We have got two exclusive tickets to give away for tomorrow's big Moscow showdown between Cisco Moscow and Spartak. It is a sellout. It is a sellout. So message in hashtag Derby. That's D-E-R-B-Y to... Plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three to be in with a chance to win. Okay, now in a moment we're going to go to our trio of co-hosts. They are going to talk about the Russian Premier League and the English Premier League as well. That is, of course, the two Andes and Eastland. Or I should say Eastland and her two Andes, wherever you go. Uh, in part two, we're going to be talking about two-year World Cups and why they must, or maybe must not happen. That's going to, We're going to be talking about that joined, okay, joined with uh, uh, Alexander Zotov, of course, the CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, in part three, we have the big fat filthy quiz. So, folks, last week, uh, we, we we kind of got most things right. Spartak, well, they went down 1-0 to Legia Warsaw in the Europa League. Loco, they did very, very well grabbing a late equaliser against Marseille. A very strong Marseille team, by the way. Uh, I won two beers on that. I won two beers. I bet against a French one, uh, a friend of mine in France. Well, actually, he's in Switzerland, in Basel. And uh, he said, he's a big fan of Marseille. He said, Marseille are going to win. I said, no, they will not win. And, well, they got a draw. And, of course, uh, Zenit put up a fairly decent show against um, uh, Chelsea. So that was quite a, 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 a so-so week, shall we say, for uh, the Russian Premier League. Now, very, very quickly, uh, there are the, the main games concerning the Moscow clubs are on tomorrow. Uh, Ural are hosting Lokomotiv Moscow and Siska are hosting Spartak, as you know. Um, what happened today, Dinamo, it is on, well, it's actually, I think it's just, it finished earlier on, 1-0 to Dinamo Moscow, so that was a, a handy win for them. The goal coming in the first half by Zakharian. Uh, and here to tell us a bit about that, of course, is Andrew Flint. Andrew, um, Dinamo, they were a good value for that win today, but it wasn't easy down in Sochi. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really was concerned about them getting anything at all from this game. Um, Sochi, you've got to remember, they've only lost once at home since March last year. I mean, it's a phenomenal home record. Um, they didn't play the recognised striker, but again, like he did for Russia in one of the games in the last international break, Zaharian played a kind of false nine and he took his goal brilliantly. That's a huge win. Puts them second um, and uh, it gets them back on track. 
Okay, now let's um, have a look. The, the, the European Games finished, okay? We, we kind of looked at they were all going to be close. Um, Loco were the only ones who actually, mm. you know, kind of did us a bit of justice. Um, but looking ahead to the Games tomorrow, uh, your Oralnitsi are hosting Lokomotiv Moscow. Loco should win that, shouldn't they? Uh, but it won't be easy. <laughs> well, I, I'm losing faith in Oral. I have been for quite a few weeks now. Um, it should be an easy win, yeah. Um, I mean, Oral just have scored two goals all season, and they've they've been lucky to get those two. If I'm honest, um, Loco are looking looking decent. They've got game changers coming off the bench, like Andrew in the Europa League. Uh, I think that should be a pretty safe win for Loco. Okay, uh, Siska and Spartak. Now we were looking ahead at that, and we think this is going to be a very very tight game. Um, are you sticking with your, yeah. your your prediction from last week? Yeah, I went for Siska to wedge this one. I still think both teams could score, but I, I think Siska just more reliable, too um, too consistent. So uh, Spartak, well, <laughs> Spartak or Spartak, nobody can predict them. Um, I, d- I think Tesco is going to be an entertaining one, definitely one people should watch, but Tesco to win this for me. Okay, I'm um, going to look ahead very, very quickly to next week, of course, there's no round of games next weekend, starting Himki Lokomotiv, kind of a Moscow, well, a Moscow Oblast Derby. Um, Himki not mm. doing so bad, I mean, they're, they're a decent enough side, um, but Loco you know, depending on how to go, like, you know, Himke lost to Ufa away in Bashkortostan, but at the same time, they're not going to be pushovers, but they're not having a great season, not like last year. No, they've been nowhere near it. Um, Chervchenko's uh, honeymoon period is well and truly over. Um, and because of it's like you say, Moscow region derby, uh, not exactly far for locals to travel. Um, I, I think, again, it should be, should be a win for them. Mirzov coming in on loan is the only bright spark for Himke. Um, but again, he, he hit the bar away to Wufa, but otherwise wasn't as impactful as he can be. So Loco should be looking for that as a win too. Okay, definitely. Spartak, that's, that is on Saturday at 2 o'clock uh, out in Himke. Then on um, Saturday at 7 o'clock, Spartak hosting Ufa. Spartak should be getting the, themselves back on track, but maybe under a different manager? <laughs> yeah, well, um, it, it it could be it could be a good move or not for them. Who knows? But Ufa are just they're, they're a very funny side, really. Um, under Stukalov, he's a young manager, got a load of good ideas and some good young players, but they are inconsistent. Um, but it's Sparta. It, it's impossible to call. But Sparta really have to be winning that one. Um, but Jordan Larson, though, he's got to get he's got to get his first goal of the season. He's been fairly poor, but if he does, then. Should be simple. Okay, then Dinamo Rubin, uh, that is on Sunday uh, at two o'clock. Uh, Rubin doing quite well, up fifth in the table right now, 14 points. Uh, they have a, a game in hand over a couple of the teams above them, over Dinamo, in fact. Um, would you be kind of looking for, for Dinamo to at least get a point out of that one, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd have to think so. Um, I mean, Rubin's new Danish winger, Anders Dreyer, looks pretty exciting getting a hat-trick on his debut. So if he continues that run, it could be dangerous. But, um, yeah, Dynamo will be really boosted by that Sochi win. That's a huge, huge win. Something we'd never have said a year ago. Um, but it does mean a lot. So that will give them confidence. Um, but Rubin, you know, if they turn up, they can be very tricky. 
Dinamo should be winning that, I think. Okay, so Siska then calls on Monday at 7 o'clock there out on the Volga facing Nizhny Novgorod. Right now, as the Russian Premier League table stands, Dino in second place, a point, but a game played more, a uh, point behind, but one game played more than Zenit, who are top. Loco are in fourth position. Of course, if they win t- uh, tomorrow, they will move up. Then actually, they'll come, well, they could move up to first place, who knows? Uh, Spartak and Siska, they are both on 10 points in eighth and ninth, respectively. And Himki down the relegation trouble in 15th position, second last on six points. Okay, I'm going to bring Andy Mack in right now. Andy, um, for tomorrow's game with Siska and Spartak, um, are you sticking with your, your view from last week that you know, Spartak are going to give them a right spanking? Well, if you remember, I changed my mind quite quickly when I realised who was actually at home. Um, <laughs> yeah. so going on the record, the, the home team always does very well in this one. But, I mean, um, Spartak... Um, the result against Legia was woeful. The manner that it happened and the goal they conceded was even worse. Um, but they actually played all right for large parts of that game. They just couldn't convert a chance. Um, and then looking at the, the injuries that CSKA have still got, I mean, Shenyukov's long-term out, Fernandez out, Zabalotny out, they're, they're relying on a couple of players having a good game, the likes of a Ajuki, to create and actually score. And if, if they take a couple of their chances, I don't see a way of Spartak getting back. Okay, no, that's fair enough. So you 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 reckon Siska will will win the, like win the day? I, I'm I'm going to stick with the uh, the the favoritism and track record of home sides in this derby, and um, watch out for a certain referee brandishing probably upwards of ten word cards in this game. <laughs> upwards of ten word cards. <laughs> okay, that's a nice I, alliteration. It's, it's Mister. It's 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 Mister. Karasev in in charge of this game. So you can imagine derby between these two. I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> the game might get abandoned. Good. That'd be good. That'd be nice. Like something to to. to I'm sure the Asian betting scene because we're quite happy with that. Okay. Right now, of course, a quick mention before we go into the Premier League. The NFL is ongoing at the moment. The Bengals or the Bungles, as they're better known, they uh, of course won last week. They are ten three down, but on a drive against the Chicago Bears in Chicago, the Texans are getting spanked by the Browns. Uh, the Rams are beating the Colts away. The Bills are winning down in sunny Florida against the Dolphins. Twenty one ten. Twenty one zero. The Pats, the Patriots, they are 22-3 up against the Jets. The 49ers are 7-3 up against the Eagles. And, okay, let's look at the Raiders are heading against the Steelers. The Panthers are winning at home against the Saints. The Broncos winning away against the Jaguars. That Jaguars team is just absolutely god-awful. Okay, right, today, we're going to speak in just a moment, because uh, Chelsea absolutely demolished Spurs 3-0. West Ham gave up at least one point against Manchester United, losing 2-1. And Brighton Hove Albion shocked, really. They shocked Leicester City 2-1. Eastold, um OK, let's start on the Man United-West Ham United game. West Ham could have won that game, but what the hell was Moyes doing with uh, Mark Noble coming off the bench to take a penalty? Absolutely insane. Like a man who hadn't even touched a football coming on to take a penalty is just... It's insane, given there were players on the field who could have easily taken it and at least if they'd have missed Moyes doesn't look like a complete and utter idiot against his former club but um, yeah it was a 
I'm sure Andy has and Andrew have both have strong feelings on this, but I thought it was one of the most bizarre managerial decisions I've seen in a while, and I'm someone who supports Spurs. <laughs> do you think that maybe Moyes, I'll ask you, Andy Mack, because uh, you're our corruption expert, do you think Moyes maybe had a big bung on United to win and that he wanted to, you know, lose, but like, you know, to lose, uh, you know, under three and a half goals and miss a penalty as well? All I could think of was, here's a Scotsman who watched an Englishman change a load of players to take penalties in a World Cup final and thoroughly enjoyed them all missing it. And then he does the same. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what are you thinking? Is he a lowland Scot, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> Andrew, I mean, you must be happy with that because, I mean, West Ham are playing very, very well. Um, of course, Lingard's yeah. goal, uh, he didn't celebrate his goal really. Like, you know, he was, he was respectful to the West Ham fans. But that, that, that's good for United because they were in trouble for long periods, even though, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo missed an absolute sitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, that's a really, really good three points. It was another uninspiring game for large part for United. Just a lot of sideways passing, nothing, a lot of possession, nothing really doing much with it. Um, uh, Lingard's goal was absolutely sensational. What a strike it was. Um, and it, it was a sort of game that needed something like that to break the deadline because West Ham would Dangerous on the counter-attack, but um, they were relying on counter-attacks at pace. And, and I didn't really see either side scoring, but Lingard, brilliantly done. OK, Isolt, very, very quickly, um, Spurs, I mean, they blew a chance to at least, you know, kind of push themselves up the table a little bit because they have been doing very well this season. But now that's three wins and two losses. The loss today was very disheartening just in the manner of defeat. The manner of defeat, particularly the second goal, was just downright embarrassing. Um, and I think the other issue, which is always a concern for me, is Nuno afterwards. I understand when a manager wants to big up his team, but afterwards, his interview kind of describing how well the first 45 minutes had gone. I, I prefer a manager to be able to go, we weren't on form, we made a mess. Don't try and point to what we've done well when we've lost 3-0 in a derby game. Um, and I think there's a lot of concerns there. But let's talk about the real winners at the weekend uh, with a nil-all draw against Man City. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> no one else following the games. <laughs> I know, Southampton, of course, to a nil in the SA. No, I'm just joking with you. Okay, looking ahead to... A, looking ahead to it's, next... It's, go, no, it's, next week is more important because Chelsea, of course, are hosting Man City. That is at 2.30. It's a 12.30 yeah. kickoff in the UK. Um, Andy Mack, Chelsea, I mean... It, they they are like you know looking like real favourites at the moment for for the the, the Premier League title. Um, if they win that, would you think that that's a, a step to the title? I think it's. I mean, yeah. Um, home win. You've got to make sure you beat out of the big four or five that you're making sure you're winning those home games. Um, I still think Chelsea's biggest performance so far this season was the one they didn't win, which was away at Liverpool, going down to ten. Um, and I think the biggest difference at the moment is you look at the, the three substitutions that Spurs made during that game, you're just like, hmm, OK, your squad depth's completely gone. And then you look at Chelsea's bench and it's just like World Cup winner, uh, countless other players that have just won title after title professionally. And looking at their squad, I think if they beat City and United at home this season... I think they're going to be tough to catch. Okay, uh, that is fair enough. Um, Andrew Flint, uh, Man United at home against Aston Villa. Aston Villa, of course, you know they're they're okay. They won yesterday against Everton. Um, what do you reckon? If if United win that, that's going to keep them up in the in the title chase. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Chelsea are the team to beat. Um, but I, I'm not going to be over-concerned if United don't really push all the way for the times because I still don't quite think we're ready. But it's um, beat Villa and we're unbeaten. That would be a pretty good start to the season. OK, Eastold, uh then, of course, we have to speak about it. Uh, the next game, of course, on Sunday at 6.30 Moscow time, Arsenal against Spurs. Arsenal having a bit of a, a renaissance period at the moment, uh, if you can call it that, or they're, not, they're actually scoring a few goals. Um, Spurs need to win that and win it well. They, they can't allow, you know, they have to put their, their foot on Arsenal's neck, don't they? They certainly do. Now, Arsenal have come off a 1-0 victory against the mighty Burnley but uh, for Spurs this is a match based on Arsenal's start to the season that they have to win I don't think it's non-negotiable we've lost spectacularly this weekend and we're not like Man United or City or Chelsea we're not looking to win a competition this year certainly but we do need to win these games OK, right, folks, we are going to go out to the break right now. I'm going to thank our uh, awesome threesome uh, for their comments. Um, now, folks, we're going to go out with a song that, you know, these the three songs are chosen for a reason because there's, you know, people who are, you know, having a bit of a tough time at the moment. So we're going to play these three songs on the show today to lift them all up, uh, up a little bit. This is one where it'll give a bit of energy tonight, wherever they are sitting in, in Moscow, whether it's in the centre of Moscow, outside of Moscow, or even around the world. Um, and then, of course, we're back uh, in just a moment with Alexander Zotov and the Andes. So we're going to go out with Blackway and Black Caviar and What's Up Danger. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Didn't know they doubted us. Makes it that more marvelous. Sign them up because I'm in this vibe and I get synonymous. What's up, Danger? Hey, don't be a stranger because I like hot
лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunset. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Okay, welcome back, folks. And as I say, a song is worth a million words, and I hope that was worth at least half a million. Okay, this segment, of course, is brought to you in partnership with Match Business Consulting, the one-stop shop for all your sports events and management needs. Okay, folks, uh, just a, a shout ahead to next week. We will have some very, very good people on. We've got great people on tonight, as always. Uh, and next week, we'll have Jennifer Say and Tariq Panjo. Okay, so Tariq is going to talk about some issues around sport and Jennifer, of course, the uh, former Olympic, or sorry, the US champion gymnast who kind of basically broke the rules and broke the news and sort of broke the whole, uh, how can we say it, let's just say omerta around abuse in US gymnastics. Uh, she was with us a couple of times before because there was huge developments this past week. Um, but we're going to leave it. I know people will sort of be, will know some, something about it, but next week we're going to do a deep dive into it because trust me, there is an awful lot more to come out and it'll come out exclusively here on Capital Sports next week. Right, what we're going to speak about right now is something that uh, has bothered a few people, um, even the aforementioned Tariq Panja. Uh, a World Cup, a FIFA Football World Cup every two years. Now, of course, the Ice Hockey World Championships are held every year. The uh, All-Ireland, uh, you know, the Sam Maguire Cup is handed every year. So, you know, FIFA have decided, well, we can make some money on this, we can make it interesting and move it around the world and have it every two years. Now, of course, a lot of notable people, including including the former Arsenal boss, Arsene Wenger, has come out in favour of it. Uh, but there are questions asked about who is backing them. And I'm delighted to have on to discuss this, as well as the two Andys who have stayed on with us. Mr. Alexander Zotov, the uh, long-suffering Washington Capital fan, or Washington Capital, Washington Redskins fan, or Washington football team, excuse me, my goodness, Washington football team fan, and, of course, the CEO of the All Russian. Yes. Okay, well, we'll we'll say Redskins. We'll leave it here. Capitals also. Also (laughs) bullets, not wizards. (laughs) Listen, Alexander, of course, you are the uh, CEO of the All Russian Football Players Unions, but we're going to speak about something that does impact players, but that the Russian well, I don't know if the union came out, but the Russian Football Premier League came out against it. They said they don't want a World Cup every two years. What's your expert take on it? Well, actually, it does affect players because it's it's all about the match calendar and the um, the frequency of the games and uh, the amount of the games that are that will be played. And since you mentioned the Hockey World Cup, uh, well, I think it's a disaster that they have it every year because nobody watches it. I think because of that and um, I think I was always a proponent of having the Hockey World Cup every four years with you know the World Cup then in two years you have the Olympic Games and then again in two years you have the World Cup that will be for me the most perfect formula I think in commercial sense in in uh, fans expectation sense in the prestige sense so i'm not a proponent of uh making a two-year every two-year world cup 
uh, I, I, it's not because of the Air, uh, Russian Premier League position or or any other position. I think that we will kill the excitement of the tournament. We will also have very few uh, leave very few less time for for a host country to prepare. Uh, and I think the, the the magic will be gone. So if they want to do something, then make uh, the Olympic tournament more interesting. The, I mean, the, the Olympic soccer or football tournament more interesting. Uh, lift the, the age limit and have it uh, more prestigious. Uh, you know, the, the, the Olympic trophy, make the, the Olympic trophy in football more prestigious and leave the, the way the things that are now. The way they are now, because I am also not a proponent of of expanding the amount of teams participating. I'm, I, I, the, the more teams we have, the longer the calendar of the World Cup it is. I, I think it's 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 more much harder for the, to make it exciting, and the World Cup has to be exciting. That is true. I mean, there is something special. It's like with the Olympics. People, you know, people start to look at, you know, these like small sports like fencing or like if it's Winter Olympics or yeah. the Winter Olympics as well. I mean, most of the year, most like you know, their lifetimes, people don't really know or watch sport or winter sports. And then when the, the Olympics comes on, it goes, oh, it's interesting. And you're watching Jamaican. Remember what you watch is curling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool and, runnings. Exactly. Yeah. Or then pe- people in Ireland start speaking about biathlon, you know, and they think like, oh, what that, that, that biathlon? That's kind of cool. You get to ski and shoot. So it's kind of, you know, um, if you can put a horse into it, then the Irish are very happy. Um, okay. Uh, in saying that, there was a lot, an awful lot in the background going on that it seemed that Qatar were pushing this. Um, is is that kind of true with the with the that that Qatar had a hand in this, or is it just FIFA looking to try and maximise their their money, their income? Well, I think it was Saudi Arabia that came up with the idea. No? Okay, all right. I, I, listen, I wasn't sure. Right. I, I knew. Sorry, it was, I knew <laughs> but it's it would have been logical. <laughs> <laughs> would have been logical for Qatar because I don't know what they're going to do with all the stadiums that they have built for the next World Cup, but. Uh, <laughs> you are right. It was know, it was Saudi. They said it in May. I just for some reason there was a meeting in Qatar, and I just put because I know the Qataris and Saudis are back best friends. They were hating each other. Now they're all friends again. So um, if okay, <laughs> if you if we if we up, let's just say the Olympic football games, so the, that you know it, it's not only under twenty threes. You can have like the full national team and so on. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, that would be exciting. I think. Yeah, but it will, it will be another turn. It will be Olympic Games, not the World Cup. Because the World Cup is perfect the way it is. I believe so. I mean, it was like this since 1930, 1930, since Uruguay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think, and I think it's perfect. The formula uh, has proven itself uh, to be ideal. Uh, okay, we expanded the number of teams several times. Okay, we've included a lot of. You know, and now we have all the teams from Africa, South America. You know, everyone. Basically, it's 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 much more easier to to qualify for the World Cup now than it was, I don't know, in the eighties or the seventies or before that. But but I think you know, making it, it's you know, the the, uh, the more frequent you make it. It won't become more exciting, as I said. It has to be exciting, and uh, we're, you know, it, I, I'm afraid it will kill the game. 
it will kill you. I don't know. I, and also from this, you said, as I said, it's it's important that we have to think about footballers because they cannot play every day. If you want them to be in perfect shape, not less injuries, you know, think about them as people because they, they are not robots. They cannot, you know, exactly. They need time to rest. Well, they need time to rest. Or outperform themselves, you know. Yeah, sure. They need to rest. They they need to rest not only physically but mentally also. That's right. And look, we don't need any more footballers like you're dropping down dead on the field. We we want footballers actually, you know, have a life after football as well, which is dropping dead or 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 you know trying to relax themselves with, uh, with the wrong substances <laughs> or, 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 or yeah. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. no, no, no. I or, know. It, I'm laughing, but it's true. You know, that, yeah. you know, it is because you 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 cannot over push it. No, no, you're dead right. Uh, look, um, Andrew Flint, bringing you in us on this. Uh, one of the reasons why they they said that it makes sense is because, of course, uh, Infantino he wants bigger World Cups in 2026. It'll be in three countries: the U.S., Mexico, and Canada, and there'll be 48 teams. Okay, um, <laughs> what's like? Give me, give me one plus to have a World Cup every two years. Tell me one thing that we should go. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> God, you have to give me the nice, easy question, don't you? Um, uh, I genuinely, I, I genuinely can't. I really can't. I mean, expanding the World Cup. I agree completely with what Alexander's just said. The the format works. Thirty-two teams is the is the maximum, in my opinion. You expand it to forty-eight. The only plus I could see from that is some smaller countries making their debut at the World Cup, it will be worth less than it was before because it's easier to get in mathematically. I mean, we're talking a quarter almost of all FIFA nations being at the finals. It's becoming just a league system. A World Cup has to be special. It has to be more exclusive. Every two years, uh, I can't find a positive because it's going to make people switch off more than switch on. Um, although... Having said that, FIFA in their completely um, genuine fan survey um, have managed to conclude that people do apparently support this, but even they admit it, in emerging markets. And that phrase, for me, sums up the entire pro proposal. It's the emerging markets. Markets. They want to make more money. That's what it's all about. Um, so positives, I'm afraid I generally can't. I've tried, but I really can't. Um, Andy Mack, you're a Scot, and of course Scots are also always known for their <laughs> optimism. They never say, we're doomed, or anything like that. So give me a positive about a work about two years. Um, a positive? Well, I, 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 I agree with um, Alexander Zosov that I think it would lo lose its mystique around it. But at the same time, nobody gets bored of the Champions League, and everyone watches it every year. So if you were to put it on every two years perhaps scrap the qualifiers um, completely, that just get rid of that whole table of rubbish qualifiers where you go to San Marino, then you go to another place, and just turn them into a knockout, one-off games over the course of a year and a half, and then you have the tournament in the summer. Um, I think that could work. The downside to that is you are then scrapping the Africa Cup of Nations, the, um, you know, the African... What everything else that goes continental is gone. Um, so, yeah. effectively, you're going to have a load of, load of teams never making it to the big stage that, that currently make it to the World Cup most years. So, you, you're losing... You're, for, for FIFA's point of view, I think you're immediately losing a whole market, a whole continent from watching it that perhaps 
wouldn't watch it if one of their country, uh, host nations or, or, or a country's not involved. So, And this whole multiple host nations and three host nations is rubbish. Okay. No, I think, you know, if it's dual na- two nations, I kind of, I can understand it. But Maximum. Yeah, Maximum. yeah, because I mean there are there are a lot of like pluses to it. I mean, I do I do think it works. Um, you know, lo- looking at it, Alexander, come back to you on this. If the World yeah. Cup, if they say if FIFA goes, we're going to go for it. Um, like I mean, most a lot of countries because of the the block vote in as Andrew Flint said, the emerging nations is so big. They would push it through because the likes of Rwanda, the likes of Tahiti, they'll think, Jesus, we can actually get into this maybe if, if it works like that. Um, what do we do then? Well, what can we do? I mean, of course, it's about politics. And uh, you know, from the standpoint of Infantino, he, he needs the support to, 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 to remain uh, the president of this organization, he needs, and it was always like that, he needs uh, the support from all the small nations because each nation has one vote. It doesn't matter if you're Brazil or Rwanda, you have the same vote. It's one. So, I mean, he's trying to gain these votes, but as I said, I mean, I don't. I, there's nothing we can do, but if we kill Euros, if we kill the African Nations Cup, if we kill the... Uh, uh, Copa de America, and you know, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it, for 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 the people living in these on these continents, the, these tournaments are also special, and they have also their legacy and their history and, and everything. And uh, for as if we think about it as a club thing, as 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 it was mentioned before, you know, I think that's that was always. A tradition that we have it every year because uh, it was it's a club game, but in this sense we're talking about uh, national teams. So I think, uh, as I said, I mean, I'm I'm for the old formula. I cannot agree with the new one. I'm I'm against having the World Cup in three countries. I don't like the idea of having 48 countries competing. <laughs> I, it, it has to be special. It has to be magical. It has to be something that you expect. You know, every time. The World Cup is over. I'm already, you know, counting the days till the next <laughs> next one. But it only happens because it's four years away, not because it's going to happen next year or in two years. Because it's then it's. I know that next after the World Cup, I will have a, a slight happy moment with the Euro. <laughs> you know, but uh, but still, you you always expect it. You always think about it. Oh yeah, it's going to be in Russia. Or it's going to be. Oh yeah, it's in Brazil. Or it's, uh, I don't know, in England. So it has to be special. It has to remain the way it is. And, uh, it, and it's not, a, it hasn't, it doesn't have to be about politics or, or somebody trying to, to hold on to his seat for, for another term or something like that. You have to think about not markets. Exactly. I agree about it. You have to think about the fans and, and the players and the excitement. Okay, no, that no, that is true. I mean, it, 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 there is something special about that. It. It's, it's, you know, what's uh, seldom is wonderful, as they say. Um, very quickly, just round off on this. I'll start with you, um, Andrew Flint, on for this one. Uh, the, the past week and a bit, there was the announcement by the U.S. Soccer Federation that they were giving absolute identical contracts. Uh, payments to the men's and women's team, which of course the women were demanding that they they would have mm. it, 
and suddenly it didn't suit them. Um, and the reason is that now they'll have to get it to pay for play. So, you know, it's basically they're worse off. They don't have any benefits. They don't get pregnancy leave and so on and so forth. So it's actually going back. And the women are fighting, saying that it's still not fair. At what point will the US women's football team say, OK, look, just we're actually doing quite OK? Well, um, I mean, it's... Uh it's a slightly, marginally unique case, I think, in the United States, given the historic success of the women's team. Um, I think uh, the the US Soccer Federation have, they've got to start considering not what they think is fair, but what their product makers um, think is fair. And I, I look, they, they they draw in the audience, they they draw the crowds, they get success. The American men's, so- men's soccer team, um, has real potential, but they never really are going to threaten the, the top level of world football. It's just simply not going to happen. Um, so, if you've got to keep, you've got to keep your um, your products. And I hate saying the word, but that's simply how they're treated. We're talking about a business negotiation yeah. here. Um, they, they, it is a unique situation. You can't just simply say every country in the world should be paying equally. I don't believe because it isn't the same balance in okay. the American market. Okay, Andrew Flint, question to you. Should men and women be paid equal uh, in terms of with the national teams anyway? Was that, um, was that actually for me? Uh, uh, sorry, Andy Mack, yeah, excuse me. Um, you, you put, you're putting me in the, the biggest stuck here, aren't you, out of all of them? Alexander Zato's coming next, and we've already, we're running out of time, so you have a quick answer for you. I, I think for the national team stuff, it, it's different. But in, in general, I think you can only pay someone uh, out of the money that the product brings back in. If the money's not there for a certain sport, it, it's it, it's you know it doesn't make a difference whether it's men or women. You can only pay them what the sport's bringing in from TV, etc., funding. So in that regard, women's football is just less popular than men's in, in terms of national teams. I, I think they could make make a, a, a scenario where it is possible when it's funded through the FAs. Okay. Um, very quickly, Alexander Zotov, uh, the, w- it, will there come a day, or should there be a day, where the Russian men's team, are, you know, get, or, sorry, the women's team, get the same amount of money as the Russian men's team? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's, it's a long question. I don't know why it's only, you know, we talk about football, why, why, why not about basketball or volleyball? Um, it's never an issue there. Um, I thought I think in Ireland the girls also got yeah, uh, that's right. a, good, a good deal yeah. yeah recently it's a debatable question I mean I understand the position of, of women on this and uh, but I would refrain from a direct answer right now okay. um, as I said I, I think it's it's a question for all sports not only football and I agree that you know you have to also consider the the, the revenues that are generated, uh, but there has to be more, um, it has to be more, you know, uh, how to say, uh, справедливо. Uh, fairness, 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 yeah. Fairness, there yeah. has to be more fairness in treatment, not only in money-wise, but in a lot of other issues on the, uh, the way, the, 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 the infrastructure that they use, you know, the, 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 the attention that they get from, you know, medical attention also. So, there are a lot of issues besides money in this, so I, I would not give you a direct answer. Right no, now. listen, that's actually a brilliant answer. That is great because it's a very, very wide-ranging situation that we have to deal with. Okay, uh, Alexander, are you going to stay on with us for the quiz? Uh, 
Sorry, I'm watching a very scary movie with Ivan. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> and we're in the middle of it. Right. Enjoy the movie. From the guy who made Conjurance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen, enjoy your movie. Thank you very, very much. And uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Alexander. Sorry. Okay. And okay, of course, the, uh, ciao, ciao. the Andes will be back, of course. Um, and of course, this segment was brought to you in association with Match Business Consultancy. Match Business Consultancy. Russia's number one sports business consultancy. We're going to go out to the break right now with Kelly Clarkson. It's the second of our three songs to lift the spirits this is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger capital sports with alan moore you know the bed feels warmer sleeping here Kill you makes you Stronger, stand a little taller Doesn't mean I'm lonely when 
завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Вспомни, как долго ты выбираешь фильм или сериал. Время выбирать прошло. Наступило время смотреть. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций. Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви. Скорее к истории. Реклама 18+. Okay, folks, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed it. And anyone who's watching online, I, t- I noticed people watching online right right now in Ireland. Yes, I was dancing to Kelly Clarkson. There you go. What what else can I say? Uh, I'll get insulted now by my colleagues in just one moment. So that's okay. Okay, folks, remember, here in Moscow tomorrow and actually overnight as well, weather's not going to be that great. It's going to be a fair bit of L rain. So just take care of yourselves and stay dry. Plus 795 You have around seven minutes to text us or message us. Hashtag Derby, D-E-R-B-Y, to win two exclusive tickets to tomorrow's game between Siska and Spartak. Okay, now remember, of course, that game is kicking off tomorrow, so you have to be ready to go tomorrow to the VEB Arena. To, it's at uh, 7, 7.30, excuse me, I was going to say 7 o'clock. It is 7.30, right. A quick look around the NFL right now, and... Um, well, in the fourth quarter, the Bengals are now behind. They are losing 2017 against the Bears. The Texans are still, they're 10 points down against the Browns. The Rams, it's uh, a draw, 24-24 against the Colts, or a tie even. Uh, the Bills are hammering the poor L Dolphins. The Patriots, Peter P would be very happy to know that they are winning 22-6. Um, all right, and then another notable one there, of course, is uh, the Broncos 27 away winning, uh, winning away against even the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, so the Big Five Filthy Quiz right now the highlight of most people's weeks uh, it's not mine it's the low light of my week this is the I end, I end the show off with the biggest most painful period uh, whatever anyone has ever known that really sounds very very bad in every sense right I'm going to say who is going first uh, it will be Isil Cody uh, welcome back on you're ready to go um, of course I am ladies first best policy very good um, <laughs> Andrew Flint you're there you're ready to go number two <laughs> not to do your number two. I certainly have a very snotty crowd tonight, though. <laughs> okay. Peter P., you're there with us? Damn. Lovely. Oh, that's a confident-sounding young man. That is a very confident-sounding man. Okay, uh, Double N, you're there with us? Uh, yep. yep. Okay, lovely. And finally, Andy Mack at the back. What happens if I go last? Is that the same as a number two? <laughs> That's a one and two together. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go through this very, very quickly. We don't have that much time. So uh, these are university team names in America, okay? So these are the FBS, the Football Bowl Series. Uh, of course, they are really, I mean, folks, if you tune in on Saturday nights or Saturday evenings, our time here, and watch US college football, it really is a lot of fun. Uh, you can stay up all night and they're still playing at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, but anyway. Uh, that's why I'm tired today. Okay, so Eastold, first for you, okay? So I'm going to give you the name of the university. You have to give me the name of their team, okay? The nickname of the team. So Appalachian State. Appalachian State. Appalachian State. Yeah. Do they have a team? I'm going to yeah. call them 
the apples? <laughs> no. All right. I'll give you a point if you if I'll give you a hint. What's famous about Appalachia? Appalachian what? Um, not to do with apples. I'm gonna say Yeah. Well if it's not to do with apples, I don't know what way they're going about things over there. <laughs> uh I they have mountains, so would I call them the the Appalachian Hillbillies. Hillbillies, Jesus. Hillbillies come from hills. Mountaineers <laughs> come from mountains. Esau, <laughs> get it right. Get it right, okay? <laughs> so, okay, peak. No, the mountaineers is the mountaineers. Okay. <laughs> I like Esau's idea. That's a better name. I think, <laughs> I think mine was much better. All right. You can send a letter to their uh, chancellor and tell them. <laughs> All right. I can't read. <laughs> Andrew Flint. The Kentucky, what? The University of Kentucky, what are they? Uh, not very good. Um, no, oh, Christ, like, Kentucky, Jesus. Uh, Kentucky Derby horses, races, uh, Kentucky races. No, it's actually one of the most common names for a team. It's called the Wildcats. Wildcats. There you go, Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, All right, Peter P., this one is for you, okay? The BYU, that's the Brigham Young University. And uh, to give a hint, it's like a kind of, it's, an, it's a big hat. Like, wow. Hat like that. Uh, oh, are they one of those? Uh, are, they, are they, let me guess, Jaguars? No. Something very cliche. Yeah, it is kind of cliche. It's Tigers, that. Tigers. Then it's Tigers. it got to be Tigers. No, it's Cougars. Cougars. There you go. Cougars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Double N. The Iowa State. Iowa State. This is kind of weather related. This is kind of a weather related thing name. Um let's say let's say uh typhoons? I don't know. Oh I'm gonna give you a point. Cyclones. Cyclones. You're very close. Very close. Cyclones. Um, yeah, I said cyclones already. <laughs> I'm giving you a point for typhoons. Okay. Don't just say yeah, cyclones, okay. Right. Andy Mack. The University of, of Louisiana. What are their teams called? Um, uh, hurricanes. <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. Floods. No. No, stop. Stop. It's getting out of hand now. No. The Raging Cajuns. The Raging Cajuns. There you go. Raging. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, for a bonus, can anyone tell me? Okay, I'm going to go through one by one. I'll start off with uh, Andy Mack. San Diego State, what are they called? Quickly, what's their name called? San Diego State, what's their nickname? The nickname? Yeah. No idea. All right, not even no a idea. guess. Not even a guess. Okay, double N. No. Quickly, San Diego State. Uh, Tiger? Tigers? No. Peter P. Is, is it related to the sea in some way? No, no, it's not. It's actually not. It's a very odd one, but it's not related to the sea. Quick. Uh, warriors, Spartans. Uh, I'll give you a point. I'll give you a point for Warriors, but no, it's not correct. Uh, Andrew Flint, San Diego State. Uh, Sun Kings. No, 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 no. Uh, Eastle Cody. Uh, San Diego State Spaniards. I don't know. All I think uh, of I'm going to give you a point. It's the Aztecs. There you go, the Aztecs. There you go. 
It's, a, it's so random. It's so random. I really is. Okay, I right. I going for the novel Anchorman reference to San Diego and where the <laughs> All right. San Diego. San Diego. Yes. All right. Very, very, very quickly, okay? Um, so, on to the missing words. Um, we have three people on one point, okay? Andrew and Andy back don't. So, two Andys are pointless at the moment. Um, okay. So, next one. Missing words. Uh, Isolt, goodbye, what? Goodbye, what? Goodbye, hopes and dreams as the uh, last words of uh, Nuno today after the uh, interview. <laughs> no, it's actually more serious than that. Such sadness in the voice. I know. Oh. Okay, goodbye. Oh, are we going to say? Goodbye to Greaves the Great. Jimmy was, Greaves, of course, passed away today. Yeah. 81 years of age. That was also a sad moment. Yeah, it, also a sad moment. Someone passing away is... Like, not as sad as a team losing. Okay. As an older man, we still had the rest of the season to go. Oh, Jesus Christ, Eastwood. You're going to get us in such trouble with that. I swear to God. Right. Uh, Jimmy Greaves, <laughs> of course, the former international uh, goal scoring great for Chelsea, West Ham, and Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. Andrew Flint. Um, <laughs> United. Oh, God. What? United, what? Well, that's it. Yeah. United. Um, yeah. Actually, at the end of at the end of it, then, there's Oli Gunnar Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. So United, something Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Quick, quick, quick! Need a quick answer. Put a smile on his face. Put a smile on Oli Gunnar. Mm, no, it's actually fall late on as questions asked of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. I'll give you a point. <laughs> I'll give you a point. Okay, uh, Peter P. Um, <clears throat> Russian clubs. What in Europe? Russian clubs is football clubs. What in Europe? Are doing wondrous things, amazing things. <laughs> There's such sarcasm in that. I'm going to give you four for that. Four points. Russian clubs have a difficult week in Europe. <laughs> All right. Uh, double double N. Formula One is what? Formula One is what? Rubbish. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> isn't. <laughs> Isn't Robert? he's missing Lewis Hamilton? Oh, yeah. okay. Is okay. I'm going to give you two points for that one, Dublin. Uh, Formula One is promising to uh, is promising a tight title race. Okay. Um, okay, Andy Mack for you. Okay, American what in America? American what in America? Um, boxers homeless man in mask. <laughs> You're <laughs> I'm going to give you three points for that one. <laughs> right. Aaron Khan was removed from a plane in America. Of course, he would. He refused to put his mask up along with his friend. Uh, he was going to a boxing camp. Um, he also uh, wouldn't sit down and they wouldn't turn off their phones. Okay, there you go. So uh, people who keep their phone on right as you're taxiing out the runway, I would literally just open the door and chuck them out as the plane is flying. Um, dangerous as it may be, but still, you know, it is worthwhile. Okay, so here we're going into the last round. Uh, Eastolt's on four. Andrew Flint's on one. Peter P. Is on four, double N is on three, and Annie Mac is on three points. Okay, so uh, finally, these are again some more names, but I'm going to give you uh, three options for you to give me a quick answer for them. Okay, so Isolt, Liberty, okay, University of Liberty, are they the Bells, the Flames, or the Bobcats? The Liberty, Bells, Flames, or Bobcats? I'm gonna go with the Flames. Oh, someone is Googling. Yeah, I think someone's Googling. What do you reckon, guys? Is she Googling? Well, no, no, no. Still, still, still can't find it on Google. Definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> there's, there's a mixed reaction to that there. 
Okay, so, uh, all right, so I'm going to give you still her 10 points, so she's on 14 points right now. Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, here we go. Uh, next up, Andrew Flint. The Akron zips, blades, or Argos? The Akron zips, blades, or Argos? Uh, blades. Oh, oh, oh. People are looking at me here. Uh, no, uh, zips, zips. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, Peter P. Yeah, I know, I know. There you go. Okay, um, Peter P. The Maryland, okay, University of Maryland, terrapins, turtles, or tortoises? Terrapins, turtles, or tortoises? Say that quickly. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with the last. Tortoises? Yes. Oh, well done, well done. Oh, actually, sorry, it's wrong. Terrapins, sorry. So, <laughs> no points. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. By the way, by the way. Before, before you move on, I'd, I'd just like to acknowledge the fact that you just robbed me of one point. You gave me a point around back, and you robbed me of No, I told I you five, five points. points. Five. Yeah, you have five. Yes, sorry, you are right. Okay. All right, uh, double end very, very quickly. The North Texas, okay, University of North Texas, UNT, the green machine, the big green, or mean green? So green machine, uh, big green, or mean green? Big green. Big green. No, it's the mean green. Okay. And finally, right. okay, Andy Mack. The Cincinnati Tiger Cats, Bear Cats, or Kitty Cats? Tiger Cats, Bear uh, Cats, bear, bear, cats. Bear, cats. bear Cats. Well done. Well done. You finish in second, Easel Cody. Peter, <laughs> P, Peter P is in third. He gets a bronze medal. Uh, double N finished okay. He's in fourth. And Andrew Flint unusually finishes last okay folks thank you very very much uh, and have a great week guys thank you um, so folks we are going away right I said folks quite often now so I'm going to go away um, this is when you meet that someone you love of course it is always the best day of your life and this uh, we're going to go out with this right now back next week with this super super lineup as good if not better can never be better than tonight but it could be maybe next week Jennifer Say and Tariq Panja okay so next next week same time same channel so we're going to go out with the American Orders and the best day of my life so until next week take care of yourselves and each other Capital Sports with Alan Moore